You're listening to DraftKings Network. Big show coming up here on Reasonable Odds presented by DraftKings. John Highslop is joining the show from Odds Jam. He's a friend of the show. He's been here before. We will break down the four divisional round weekend games, two in the AFC, two in the NFC. And we've got Johnny Avello for a segment of Odds R. He sits down with Julian to discuss what the book is reading for the week, what the people need, what the book needs as the NFL season winds down. We'll get to that. Best bets as well, all coming up on Unreasonable Odds, presented by DraftKings. Welcome into Unreasonable Odds, presented by DraftKings. Brendan Glasheen with Julian Edlow. We have producer Samir behind the scenes. He'll join us later for Best Bets. Johnny Avello is coming up next, the DraftKings Director of Sportsbook Operations. He'll join the show, and they have John Highslop from Odds Jam. He'll stop by. Slop will provide some breakdown with us for all four NFL Divisional Round weekend games. Julian, hello. Saw you over the weekend. It was a, it was a good weekend. For us, it was good. It was fun. Yeah, good thing. Some good thing I showed friends, up. Good thing some mutual friends and I talked you off the Dolphins, huh? Oh God! After I gave yeah. out the Chiefs on this podcast is my best bet. You don't even listen. Yeah, to me. I know. And you know what? The line moved actually in in favor of the Chiefs. We, there were some fives, maybe. To that's six. when I kind of. That's when I kind of got the hunch that it wasn't even gonna matter because obviously you know we do the sweat over over the weekends Saturday and Sunday mornings on Vsin and DraftKings network 8 to 10 a.m. um we give best bets or excuse me sweat free bets to uh no sweat bets is actually what they're called on my third attempt to end the show uh so at you know 10 a.m. Eastern on on Saturday I had to give out my best bet for the day and I said Chiefs and it was 5 so I laid 5 there with the Chiefs for my best bet and uh as advertised, it was a no sweat bet. Total went under. Um, that was nice. Uh, first, uh, second half total went under. <clears throat> Pacheco was good. Rice was good. Kelsey went over. A lot of overs. If you bet Chiefs overs, thinking they were just going to circle the wagons, they're back in the playoffs. Clean slate off basically a bye in Week 18. Chiefs were good. Texans got there at two and a half. They throttled the Browns. Uh, Green Bay, an upset. Tampa, an upset. Detroit and Los Angeles was a great game. And Buffalo barely got there to cover 10. Um, so we've got a lot coming up. But let's just quickly discuss, and then we'll, we'll get to uh, Johnny Avello. You do have a few positions that these numbers are not the same anymore. These numbers have moved. But you've got a Ravens Super Bowl ticket. And I think you should urge the viewers and the, and the listeners that Remind people that, again, yeah, Baltimore and San Francisco didn't play last week. Well, let's not overreact to a great weekend for the Packers and a great weekend uh, for the um, for the uh, for the Texans. It just <clears throat> recency biases is a thing. And we just saw two young quarterbacks that everybody really likes in C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love uh, come up with big playoff wins in their first seasons in the NFL um, or first seasons as starting quarterbacks in the right. NFL. I'll say give, give love his, his credit. He's been, been well-groomed. Um, but <clears throat> people are going to remember that. And these two teams have been playing really well lately. Let's not forget about how good these Ravens and Niners are because they didn't play last week. And they also didn't play any starters the week before. Right. Um, when you're, 
when you're good enough that we forget how how good you are, that means you're really, really good. Not just that you got the bye, but that you also had a far enough lead that you didn't even have to play anyone the last week of the season. So um, definitely leaning towards the big favorites this weekend, although I don't necessarily need to do anything with the numbers due to some in-pocket futures. More often than not, as fun as they are, Cinderella stories don't normally get to the Final Four in the NFL. It just doesn't happen. Everyone wanted Joe Flacco to get back there. It didn't happen. Now, we got upsets. I realize that. Like Dallas, wagged at home, didn't do their thing. Jordan loves a good story. They're the youngest team in playoff history, the Packers. That offense is super young. They're going to be fine. It's, they play, playing with house money against Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, I would say the same as well for um, – yeah, really, those those teams. And the Pittsburgh didn't stand a chance. Detroit got over the hump and finally won a playoff game for the first time in yeah. since ninety one. Uh, but the So if you're if you're the Packers, you're playing with house money again. Like nobody yes. expects you to win this game, but the Cowboys were so awfully prepared for that game. Like right. if you and don't get over their Niners, team total. If you don't I know they get the team total. I mean seven at halftime. And to score whatever it was, 25 in the second half to get the team total over, that's one of my dirtiest wins all year. But, hey, I will, I've will. i taken some gross losses, so I'll, I'll take it. Um, but San Francisco is going to be prepared. They've had the bye. They know what Green Bay is capable of. And they've had a full year to think about what they need to do to win the NFC, as they felt they should have done last year before they were left quarterbackless in, in Philly. So, this is not there's gonna be no oversight or lack of preparation this time for the Green Bay Packers opponent. Okay, very good. Uh, we've got a lot to get to with our guest, John Highslop. He dives into the prop markets for all four games this weekend. But first, let's turn to the director of the DraftKings Sportsbook for a segment of Odds Are. Here's Johnny Avello with Julian. All right, we're back here on Unreasonable Odds with the man behind the book, Johnny Avello, the director of DraftKings Sportsbook. Four odds are, Johnny, how are we doing this week? Uh, good day, Jules. It was a super wild card weekend. Um, was relatively wild. Featured just ro- uh, one road team winning outright. That was the Packers shocking everyone in yet another Postseason to forget for Dallas Cowboys fans, but underdogs three and three outright because the Texans were short home dogs to Cleveland, Bucks short home dogs to Philly. Both of them won in dominant fashion. Dogs uh, really went three two and one ATS, but four and two depending if you got the Rams with the hook early in the week. Um, how were the NFL results for for you guys behind the book, and what were some of the sides that the the public did best on? Well, on Saturday, the Dolphins at the Chiefs on Peacock was – did I say Peacock? Yeah. they were. <laughs> yep, that's what it's called. <laughs> you know, I, know well, I do want to mention that Peacock telecast. There were a lot of people said to me, well, Peacock paid a ton of money for that broadcast, so they must have lost their shirt. But when you looked at the next day, the downloads, they were the highest downloaded app. Uh, so I think they did pretty good because – they probably got some people to pay to five ninety five for the month, and then some people forget they even started a subscription and just or, let it go. Right? Or you could be one of the people that figures it's easier to just go to the bar and spend one hundred and fifty dollars than the six dollars for the month of uh, of Peacock. Genius. Yes. 
Good point. Yes. <laughs> no, anyway. Maybe not the best bankroll management, but yeah. probably more fun of a night. Anyway, that, that game on Peacock was our biggest handle today and a winner, but that wasn't our biggest winner. Uh, they bet the Browns pretty the Browns. solidly in the opener, and that turned out really well for us. Uh, so that was that was actually the biggest winner of the day. On Sunday, the Packers, the shocker, uh, that wiped out all the spread, the money line, money line parlays, the teasers. So that started to book off on the right foot. And then the Lions winning, not covering, was about as good as it gets for us, uh, you know, falling right there in the middle. Uh, regarding the two Monday night football playoff games, the Eagles were a disaster for most betters as they were bet up to three, uh, you know, a three-point road favorite by game time. And the only game that went somewhat well in the public's way, that was the Bills winning and covering the 10 over the Steelers. I was going to say, before you got to that last one, it doesn't seem like anybody got anything right last mm -hmm. weekend. <laughs> they really didn't. Not, not overall. Not as a group. So you're telling me the defense in the Cleveland Browns that allowed tied for the most points per game in the NFL on the road didn't travel. I bet the Texans. I feel like people should have seen that. Um, anyway, they didn't. How about prop-wise, Johnny? Because lots more unique markets at this time of the year. There were only six games to bet versus your full slate of uh, NFL over the weekend. Uh, so most people looking for more props to to get in there. What were some of the ones that wound up with some of the highest handle over Super Wildcard Weekend and how they wound up uh, grading out? Yeah, they, they definitely did bet the props a little bit more with, you know, less games. Uh, on Saturday, Pacheco anytime score, that was a nice cash. Uh, and Rashi Rice, uh, first touchdown score at plus 750. That was also a nice hit. Uh, on Saturday, Tony Pollard over 14 and a half rushing attempts, minus 150. That was bet solidly. And David Montgomery, first touchdown score, it's plus $6. No surprise there, big casher. Josh Allen over two touchdown passes. And Josh Allen just scoring a touchdown. <laughs> Yeah, that was, and that was also heavily played. Heavily played and heavily uh, controversial. We got to look at these sliding rules, NFL. Um, four more games in the divisional round this weekend, Johnny, and it looks to me like the public are buying into these big dogs: the Texans, the Packers, getting nine to ten points apiece, depending on where they're moving around. Um. You can tell me where the early money is going here, divisional weekend, but it feels like the public is maybe making that mistake where, wow, look what the Packers and Texans just did and forgetting all about these Ravens and Niners teams just because we haven't seen them in a little while. We haven't seen them need to win. Uh, and these dogs put up these great performances. Is that where the public money seems to be going as we look early on, on Wednesday, January 17th? Yeah. We haven't seen Lamar Jackson in a really long time, right? Yeah. He didn't play at all that last game and then off a week. So that's good for him. He probably feels good, but well-rested. Um, although the lines on both the Saturday games, Texans at Ravens, the Pack at Niners, haven't moved off the nine and a half, they are betting both underdogs. And, and why not, Jules? As both teams and the quarterbacks are playing at their highest levels of the season, at least that's what it appears to me. Uh, the Texas-Ravens contest has seen a – Big push on the under also from the opener of 46. That's now down to 43. 
on Sunday, the Lions are getting the Lions share, so to speak, as we are up to six and a half on that game, and they're betting the Bills in the late afternoon game. Even though the Bills, major concerns in the secondary. Yeah. The game opened two and a half. Now it's up to two and a half with some strong juice, minus 120. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you to bust that crystal ball out again, Johnny. What are we going to see the most movement on in terms of these prices before they kick? You mentioned all the, all that dog money coming early in the week, but not not budging on those one seeds. I think the Ravens will close nine, probably 44 on the total, which is a half point higher than where it is now, uh, which means on the money line in the game, if the game drops to nine, that means the money line may drop from the 350 on the Texans, maybe down to 330. Uh, the Niners will hold at nine and a half. If anything, it also, that would come down to nine. I just can't see that game going to 10. I can't see either one going to 10. Uh, Lions could see seven by game time. That's a possibility. And the 48 and a half total probably elevates to 49, 49 and a half. Good weather with a couple teams have been lighting it up lately. Um, and I just cannot envision the Bills holding at a three. We went to three yesterday, and it was gobbled up quickly. We're back down to two and a half. Uh, so, you know, the way that the, the status is for the Bills, just team in general with that defense just decimated all year uh, and then beating Kansas City at Kansas City earlier in the year. I just, I just can't see that thing holding at three. I'm with you there. Um, any popular teaser legs you expect this weekend? Dallas was probably it last week. And that one got got blown right up. You mentioned these nine and a halfs. Maybe they come down to nines, but that still only gets them to to three flat. Um, it feels to me, and you know, only four games to work with, so it's not like we have many to guess. It feels to me like the popular ones will be Sunday teasers, where the Lions come down and you're getting them around a pick, and the Chiefs go up and you're getting over a touchdown with Mahomes. Yeah, that's one way to play it. But I think the goal is to get that Ravens number under three. Uh, And the same with the 49ers, get that number under three. And the line's down to a half, as you mentioned. Uh, Isn't When you play it that way, Jules, you're not – you rather tease up. They'd rather not tease down and take the shorter number with the, you know, the two strong – Give me either either one of those one seeds at at two and a half, and I'm in. Yeah. Okay. Is that good? Bad? No No, comment? No, I mean, that's (laughs) – you asked me how teasers would be played, and that's how they're normally played. Whether that's the winner or not, I don't know, but that's how they that they will be played. All right. Um, how about props for the weekend? We're down, you know, last weekend props are heavier with six games. Now we're down to, to four. Uh, you guys did a great job getting them out nice and early this week. No no waiting around till till midweek. So any props taking some, some early money as we sit here on Wednesday? Yeah, there's a few. Uh, Stroud over one and a half. Touchdown passes, that's plus one and a quarter. Zay Flowers under uh, 52 and a half receiving yards. You lay a dime on that. Most of these are all, you know, lay a dime, these straight-up props. Jordan Love under 35 and a half pass attempts, minus 120. Uh, Romeo Dobbs over 38 and a half receiving yards, minus 120. Jameer Gibbs over 46 and a half rushing yards. Uh, I think that's right around minus 120 or two also. And then Josh Allen passing and receiving yards combined over 
282 and a half. I think that's around a 115 number. All right, so down goes Dallas and Philly in the NFC. Uh, a couple of teams that probably were pretty popular to win the NFC, win the Super Bowl in terms of tickets and, and handle coming in throughout the season. I'll focus on just the NFC here and, and the Niners. The price now reflects that, some movement, significant juice on the Niners to win the NFC. Uh, more than we're used to, at least with at, at this stage of the postseason, just going into the, the divisional round. Are betters actually hitting the the Niners hard, laying laying that juice, or was the movement just you know, hey, those teams are out, easier path. This is what we got to move it to. There was a little of, of both, uh, you know, the with Dallas out, and as you mentioned, Philly, who was actually a higher, much higher seed, but much lower seed during the season. We thought they would be yeah. at least in the you know top three, uh, but they're they're not pounding them at minus one eighty five. You know, they took maybe a little bit shorter price than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so to taking a shot with the Lions at plus 350. And there was a fair amount of bets on both the Bucks and the Packers at plus 950. You know how our network likes to bet. They don't like the later juice. They like to to get the plus. And, you know, that's where that's where they've been looking there. Feed me the San Francisco juice. I will uh, I will gladly take it. Um I want to close with some some college hoops, obviously, since we don't have as much football to talk. Important football, but not as many overall games. Uh, teams like Purdue, UNC, Auburn, dominating uh, in the early going and and favored to win some some really good conferences in college hoops. Those of teams that have been rising in terms of uh, you'll now find them uh, near the top of the board to to win it all. What are some some college basketball teams that betters have been high on these days? Whether we're talking futures markets or teams that you've just see game after game, you guys put the number out and and betters are taking them. Uh, well, besides uh, NC and the ACC, Duke seeing some interest at twenty two to one with that current eight game win streak they have going. Uh, UConn. Another playing well. They're 12 to 1, but they seem to grab money every night. They're a popular choice any night that they're playing. And then out of the, out of the SEC, uh, Auburn, who you mentioned, is now at 18 to 1. They've been seeing play. And then Alabama at 30 to 1. Uh, they've been seeing some steady action too. So these conferences are not locked up. There's some battles going on, and, uh, and we've got a lot of basketball to go yet. We do have a lot of basketball to go, and we will talk much more of it once football is beyond us, but it is not quite yet. we got a big divisional uh, round in the NFL playoffs coming up, and then we'll talk conference championships, and then, of course, we will talk the Super Bowl out in your neck of the woods. Johnny, thanks, as always, for joining us here on Odds Are on Unreasonable Odds. You're welcome. Have a good day. Thanks to Johnny Avello for stopping by on Reasonable Odds. Let's welcome in our next guest, John Highslop. You can find him at Odds Jam. He's a friend of the show. John, thanks for stopping by. How'd you enjoy the games over the weekend? Uh, I couldn't get enough, man. I wish they did that every weekend. <laughs> like, yeah, we just play them, just run them back. You know what I mean? Give me, give me Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, give me a game in the afternoon on Monday. I mean, that was two, two, good. Two. That was yeah, it was good. You couldn't beat good. that. Successful weekend like, as far as the, the like profitability. It's nice when the games matter, Glash. It, it, it's very spots, much so. Spots all weekend. Who's going to try? Who's not? Who's going to sit? 
nice when the games matter. Was it a profitable weekend, John? Yeah, I had a, I had actually a really good week. I think I might be on a heater, like by definition. Yeah, like so things are going good. Quez Watkins kind of hurt my feelings a little bit Monday, but what are you gonna do? But other than him, I can't think of one that uh, I can't think of one person I'm mad at right now, which is good. good. It's very good. We'll find out if you get mad at one of the eight teams this weekend. Uh, you can find John uh, over on Twitter, Slop Rules. He's got his uh, YouTube program, Slops Locks, as well. Uh, you can find him there. So let's let's just dive in. We'll go right in order, chronological order of the games. Houston, Baltimore in the AFC Divisional Round, 430 on Saturday. Baltimore's off the bye. Houston pummels Cleveland. And uh, that was a game that wasn't all that uh, competitive, as Houston separated, they turned Joe Flacco over a bunch. Lines nine and a half, totals at 43 and a half. Where are you at on this one? I can see maybe going um, C.J. Stroud's passing yards. 250 plus right now at DraftKings is plus 105. Doesn't seem like a big number for Stroud. I mean, we've seen him go well over 300 multiple times. I wish he had uh, Tank Dell still, but... Nico Collins, I believe Noah Brown could be back. I could be wrong on that. No, my bad. He's he's on no. IR. Sorry about that. Yeah, Brown Brown is done. But yeah, Nico Nico Collins is like a legit wide receiver one. It seems with with Stroud. I didn't know he had this in him until this recent stretch. Yeah, no. I mean, we just see one more guy in uh in that receiving room, and Stroud. I mean, I would feel very very confident about maybe going two seventy five plus, but. I don't know. I mean, Stroud missed somebody wide open in the end zone last game. I mean, people were giving him crap about that. And, but, I mean, he went 274, 264 the week before. I know those games were inside. Now we're going to go outside. It's going to be kind of cold. But I bet you they're chasing points. So we should we could just get it on game script. What do you think, Jules? Yeah, I'll I'll go more overall on, on the game. Um <clears throat> I think that in general, and Saturday we're getting the two one seeds. I won't leak over too much into Niners Packers because we'll we'll talk about that as well. But we you know we got both one seeds at home on Saturday, laying nine and a half. The Texans and Packers, just to draw some parallels, just put on these amazing uh, performances, winning in the first round as dogs with their their young first year starter uh, quarterbacks, like Love and Stroud a lot. Um, but people are going to have some recency bias and remember those performances that we just saw and forget that Baltimore and San Francisco were off last week. And the week before that, they didn't have to play any starters. So we haven't seen them in two weeks now. They get three full weeks off. That's a, that means your team is really good when we haven't seen you in forever. Right. <laughs> Not only do you get the bye, but also you were so good that you didn't even have to try the last week of the regular season. Uh, and I, I feel like every year this somehow – clouds judgment a little bit and this isn't baseball where we have these pathetic baseball players that have to take a week off and then they puke all over themselves in the first round and lose to these wild card teams this is football they generally come back and play pretty well so i i don't know if i'm going to take a side in either of these big uh spreads i feel probably a little bit more confident about a side in niners packers than i do ravens texans i think the ravens absolutely win this game I think C.J. Stroud could certainly keep it within a possession, um, the way that he the way that he's playing right now. So yeah, from from a, a prop standpoint, 
I think that Stroud is a decent place to to look. Baltimore, obviously, they're top five pass uh, pass defense, but you know they're averaging a buck ninety one in terms of the yards per game allowed through the air. Two twenty one over the last three games, so a little bit more, a little bit up there. And then if you're just going to go game script with a huge home favorite, if that is Texans down 14 in the fourth quarter, Stroud picks up some garbage yards, game lands right. seven, dog covers, Stroud gets there. So something like that could could absolutely happen. Um, I, I would normally in this spot look to a Baltimore running back as my prop, home favorite. But Houston's run defense has been really solid. Sixth in the NFL, 94.4 yards per game. So this is one that I, I you know, I'm going to have my most boring opinion on, I guess, by, in terms of all the games. I, I have a Baltimore ticket to win it all. I'll sit there and root that on. Um, but I, I don't know if I can event. I, I don't know if I can make my way to anything uh, in this game. Lamar Jackson rushing prop is at 53 and a half uh, t- to your point about maybe staying away with Houston's run defense. Something I've noticed movement on this week is the Ravens first half, which they've historically been very profitable. That line's moved from four and a half to six and a half. So, but, but John, to your point, if you like Stroud, who these teams played week one, September 10th and Stroud threw for 242 through the air and they only scored nine points, but a trailing, a trailing game script is where you would come back in on Stroud. I'd imagine that's, that's the kind of the scenario you're, you're imagining. Yeah. This has nothing to do with, uh, CJ Stroud, really. Uh, I mean, obviously you're betting on him, but it's more to do with the fact that I think Baltimore is going to lead this thing throughout the whole time. And I mean, if we can, if we can just get some yards early in this game, like like I said, like the guy doesn't need to set a record out here. We're talking about 250 at plus 105. I mean, that's that's pretty low. They're not. I don't think Houston's going to be able to run the ball early on anyway. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Once once the score gets out of hand, it's just like I said, the guy. Those for you know two seventy or so in a two touchdown loss. Yeah, I mean that that's that's just kind of what I'm seeing. Is there concern of Stroud playing outdoors in cold Baltimore and not playing? Kind of, but again, not really. If this was like a three hundred plus, possibly, but I mean, I I don't I don't know. I don't I don't think so. No. Okay. I mean, he went to Denver like- through two seventy earlier this season. So I mean, there is that. Yeah, I'm they had a huge game. In, my bad. With the Cincinnati. I was going to say he had a huge game in Cincinnati. Outside. So, you know, there's I don't know how cold it was back in November, but again, it was outdoors. I like that Stroud has been to Baltimore too. That he mm-hmm. has been outside, even though it was in September. That he's been to the stadium. That he's played in Baltimore. Um, I like that aspect of it as well. Also, too, that that was his first ever game as a pro mm-hmm. as well. Went went two forty two. Yeah, you know, I yep. mean, it, I don't know. I, like I said, this one just feels like something you don't want to really overthink. Uh, it's tough with the Baltimore running backs just because they're, I mean, how much are they going to get? You know what I mean? Like, do they, is it just the bus? Like, like who, who are we taking? You know, because it could be yep. any of them. They're going to divvy it. They're going to divvy it up. And then you also have the aspect of in a got to have a game. Do you look for more from Lamar Jackson? That takes away from the backfield as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're, a, they're a scary team, especially on the offensive side, just because, again, like, what if they don't lead? Like, what, like, what, if, what, if, what if I'm wrong and they, they don't lead the game? So now Lamar's throwing it. Right. And with Munkin, they've, they've 
that's more of a focus in that offense, yeah. uh, which is a credit to Jackson and the Ravens for identifying the right pass game coordinator from Georgia, and it's worked. Uh, it's, I think that's why they are where they are. Gus Edwards is the only running back outside of Jackson, which can, can turn into a back, but 51 and a half is his rushing prop right now uh, at DraftKings Sportsbook. Night game. So similar to what Julian teed up there, John, same kind of spot. One seed off the bye in San Francisco. They're now down, or pardon me, up to minus 180, hovering close to minus 200 to win the conference in the NFC. And here come the Packers after upsetting in Dallas. And that line's come down from 10 to 9.5. Total's at 50.5. Is it a prop play for you here as well? Where might you turn? Is, like, is, is, is it the same kind of thought process where you, you turn to Jordan Love maybe in the passing game, in a trailing it's, game um, script? Always props for me, to be honest with you. These, it's more of a guess the game script, see if you can get some uh, something from your receivers. But uh, Luke Musgrave, Packers, 40-plus receiving yards. It's plus 265 at DraftKings right now. You could even go 50-plus, plus 450. I think they get behind. Uh, I think Jordan Love – has it, but in terms of uh, Musgrave, he played 19% of the snaps when he came back, and then 27% last week. I think it's gonna you're gonna see him push more towards his you know role at the beginning of the season before he got hurt. I mean, I, I was shocked that he only played 27% last week, but it is what it is. He still went uh, 50 plus, although one catch was a 38 yard touchdown pass. So there is that. I mean, a lot of that came on one play. Still, though, that's not a big number for him, 40-plus. You go back and look at his game logs, he was kind of a regular thing. The 49ers defense is going to get after Jordan Love. One area where I mean, – I'm not going to say they struggled, but they, they weren't great defending the tight end this season. They gave up 88 receptions to tight ends, 827 yards, so they can't be had in that area. And, again, 40 yards is just not a very high bar to cover when you're talking about a tight end in a game, a must-have-it game where they're trailing the entire time. Even the game San Fran lost, Isaiah Likely at tight end, they'll have Andrews back this week. But at the time when that big game on Christmas weekend, Likely had a big game. Logan Thomas went for 20, and the line for Musgrave is at 21.5, minus 115 over on receiving yards. Arizona uh, with their tight end, the, the young kid that they've got there. They, uh, Yeah, I mean, they... They can throw on them. They can throw on the the, the, the tight the tight end has been has been good against San Francisco uh, this year. McBride, yes, one hundred two through the air against that Niners defense. Ten catches. So the targets, the yards are all there. Julian, again, is a spot for you where you got Baltimore ticket to win it all, but in the at the Niners to win the conference. So is, are you staying away here? Um. So yeah, one of one of my bigger possession. Uh, positions is the Niners to win the NFC um just when when the postseason bracket was set kind of thinking that you know these teams the the Eagles the Cowboys the Lions maybe just aren't nearly as good as anybody thinks and what happens the Cowboys and the Eagles immediately crap the bed and are gone and now we're left with a a Lions and Bucks winner in all likelihood, going to San Francisco for the conference, uh, unless San Francisco craps the bet as well against the Packers. But this doesn't this doesn't seem like that kind of team um, mm-hmm. that is going to do what the Eagles and Cowboys just did. Uh, so this this game, I, I you know I I have reasons to sit back and just root for the Niners. But I if I'm laying it with one of the the two favorites on Saturday, 
I'm laying it with the Niners. Um, mm. They've been uh, resting up for this moment. They've been, as we saw in Philly early in the year, waiting for their chance to show everybody that they're the best team in the, in the NFC. And if they had a quarterback in the NFC championship last year, that they could have won it. They didn't have a quarterback. Uh, so this, this is their chance to kind of uh, run it back and have things go the way that they envisioned it going last year. Um, just looking at, like, I know Green Bay has has been really good overall recently, but this is this is a team, I'm, I'm looking more at, at the rushing uh, aspect here. Yeah. Green Bay ranked 28th in the NFL in terms of rushing yards allowed per game. 128 uh, allowed per game, and where what happens is their run defense doesn't travel. They gave up 111 per game at home, 141.4 in road games. Now you're going to San Francisco as nearly a double-digit dog against a team that can just stuff it down your throat. I uh, think that you can play so some rushing Play McCaffrey back. at 92 and a half? Yeah, I, I don't mind going going that high. Um, if you uh, practice the high slop method, you're probably going 100 plus for plus money here. Because oh, yeah. why lay juice in the 90s when you can get plus money on yeah. 100? I'll never Correct. understand that, Julian. I'll never understand. <laughs> Guys, like, I got 92 and a half minus 120. You're like, well, what about 100? Just, you know, even money. Like, I don't, I don't, just give me that. Figured I would open that up to you. Um, but this, this is a game and you know, I don't play many same game parlays clash, but last weekend we, we hung out, watched the chiefs at a, uh, local sports betting establishment yes. and I had a few same game parlays in my pocket because I felt confidently about a game that being the chiefs. So I had the chiefs, I had the chiefs with the under, I had the chiefs with, uh, the under and Pacheco rushing yards and, and the game script came through. This is one I kind of think, um, the the game script is going to come through whether it's uh let me see who who else to, are any niners rushing props uh up clash beside so just cmc and then debo is 15 and a half um yep. this is one that maybe you could and get McCa- mccaffrey mccaffrey rushing and receiving 129 and a half yeah this is one where i could see building like a same game parlay of Niners money lines, CMC 100 plus rushing, CMC anytime touchdown, um, and doing something along those lines. If if I'm going to play this game, and ultimately just sit back and root for my Niners NFC ticket, I, pr- I probably if I'm neutral, if I have nothing in pocket, I'm laying nine and a half with San Francisco. I I don't have to, so I probably won't. But I do like something in the in the same game parlay uh, realm like that. I thought you only placed four or five of those a year. It sounds like now oh, you've now placed like playoffs. Three. Oh, okay. it's all you got to put it all on the line in the playoffs. Oh yeah, lay it out there. <laughs> okay, you know what, slop though. This is this is my question for you. So you mentioned Musgrave. Which Green Bay receiver? Because they've got five of them that can play. A million. You know, the youngest team in the playoffs. If anyone's going to shine, who is it? That's a. I mean, you got to flip you a coin. I mean, yeah. it, it, it literally, who could it be? Like, it, it's almost uh, to the point where if you're thinking about taking any of those receivers, you got to take love. You, but just because there's just too many mouths to feed, like the the tight end, that bar is so you're, you're low. Say, you're, saying, you're, saying, you're saying take the love passing yard yeah, over. As opposed to, yeah, right. I agree. If you're going to go with one of those receivers, like, I, how do you pick one? Wicks is nasty. Right. 
Reed didn't even get a ball last week. So right. what happens there? You know, like like you, that could go the other way this week. Like you just don't know. What about Dobbs? What if he just comes out again? What if Watson comes back and you know starts catching long ones? I mean, there's just so many different options. So so many uh, targets in that target tree that. I don't know. The only one I'm really comfortable with is Musgrave just because that bar is so low and the odds makers have to have a hard time making a line for him based on his uh, usage the last two weeks. And it's basically just a speculative play saying that I think he's going to play more than 27% of the snaps this time. All right. I slapped it together. If you do <laughs> want to you, you slopped it together is what you meant to say. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> All right, the two e- the two easy legs, Niners money line, CMC anytime touchdown. Those two only get you to minus two ten. Um, wow. CMC a hundred yards. Niners team total over twenty seven and a half. That gets you to about plus one ninety. Oh, for four legs. What's the Niners team total again? I took it down to twenty seven and a half. Okay, get me to twenty eight. Yeah. You don't even need, you don't even need that part. I put it there because I really think like. They probably put up 17, 21 in the first half, and then they'll just break a couple runs in the second half and, and get there. But let's let make things less complicated take that out. Just the CMC 100-yard game, uh, which is small plus money to begin with, with the CMC anytime touchdown in the Niners' money line is like plus 145, 150. Are, are we dismissing the Brock Purdy angle to this game too much? Like Purdy's – passing yard totals at 264 and a half if we think this is a ball control game for san francisco and they just they go up is it an under a good look there on purdy i don't know i'd rather lose than take an under but uh i'll I'll be honest with you here's how i look at unders if i would not take the over the under is probably a good play and i would i i wouldn't take his over just just because of how they can control the ball on the ground and right. if they don't give up points, man, you're going to be drawn dead like way early in that. Like, what is that, Saturday night? So, like, your Saturday night's over way before it should be <laughs> over, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, here's why I'll make the case. So, Slop's making a good point. Like, if he, if he wouldn't take the over, then the under is probably a good play. I'll tell you, I guess, maybe why neither is a good play, why I don't want to play the under and I know Slop would rather jump off a bridge than play an under. Mm-hmm. I'll play some unders. I'm boring. No, I, I don't like having fun. But That's all, fun it, Saturday. All, it, all it takes is um, I did have fun Saturday night. I had an under, Chiefs, the Chiefs game. Right. Stayed Ooh. under. <laughs> um, this could also go the route of first drive of the game, 75-yard screen pass to Debo Samuel. Right. There's 75 yards. The yak. Yeah. Yes. That you weren't banking on. Um, and I just that, think you, you know, have to have that, though, Julian, for the over. You know what I mean? Like, like over, you watch that first drive and you don't get that. You're like, oh, God. Oh, God. Right. You know what I mean? You just know. You're like, this it's, is so bad. Yeah, Seven zip, 30 yards through the air. McCaffrey runs for 40. Yep. Then what? Pick six. Right. Then Love yep. gets picked yep. off. Now, yeah. Now, yeah. You're in now it's like, dude, uh, what are we doing? Like, you just turn, like, you're done right there and you know it. And that sucks. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. The, the two prop looks have to be Niners through the ground, Packers through the air. And I agree with what John said. There's so the Green Bay mixes it up so much um amongst those guys that if if you like something, unless it's a Musgrave who's at like twenty, if you like yeah. something, you gotta you gotta just go love overall. 
Right. And that's where Musgrave is, 21 and a half. Um, right. Right now. Okay, let's go to Sunday. Tampa defeated Philly Monday, and they're taking on the Lions, who squeaked by against the Rams. It was an excellent game on Sunday night. I thought Rams-Lions was fantastic. Um, Lions are laying six and a half. Home playoff game once again. Ford Field indoors. Uh, for those in Tampa that are asking Todd Bowles the questions, the game, yes, is inside. Uh, so the temperature being 13 degrees does not matter. Um, <laughs> totals at 48 and a half. Again, Lions laying six and a half. Prop that you're looking at here, slot. Baker, 263 and a half is like plus 135 at DraftKings. I got that. I actually bet that this morning and put it on Twitter. That, that to me is as good as it gets. I mean, I, I do like golf on the other side too. Like, I don't think any of the teams going to be really be able to run the ball the way they want to. Like, I mean, they're going to get some, don't get me wrong. You're going to see some runs, but I don't think it's going to be what they want to do either. Like Detroit, like for everything they are, they like to run the ball. Like, I don't think they're going to be able to, I think it's going to be golf to the air. I think that they score, which in turn causes, you know, Baker to throw the ball. And if you watch the other night, it's not just Evans and Godwin. Uh, no. Palmer Kate and, Ott, Kate Ott and uh, breakout game. Woo. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he dropped that touchdown early and that really made me mad, but whatever, <laughs> like he, he got it back. So, but still it was, uh, who's the other kid more, something like that. Like, they, like yep. some random David. guy was out there just going nuts. Yeah, he was like a, he was like a 45 to one first touchdown scorer. So yes, he, you know, his total for the, it was over five and a half receiving yards. Wow. That was his total for the game. Like uh, pregame, I mean, like he's again some random guy. So you got four receivers. You got Otten obviously showing up. Two sixty three, not a big number for Baker. I mean, it's an alt line, so I mean you're getting the plus one thirty five. I mean, I think his standards like two fifty something, which two fifty three. You all think about what a yard's worth, but I mean, I I think it's worth you know way less than what DraftKings is saying. Plus one thirty five. Whether. And, and as we've kind of hit on, like this this game to me, even like we mentioned Stroud and Love in trailing game scripts. Well, if the if the Bucks want to win the game, they've got to throw on the Lions. You can throw on the Lions, see Puka Nakua, Stafford. Th- some some of those connections between Stafford and Puka Nakua were tight window, third and long. The, the, the Lions deserve to win that game Sunday. I think top to bottom, they played a better game. But man, uh, you can throw on the Lions, yeah. and that is the avenue. If if the Bucks are going to upset. Detroit, they've got to throw the ball. Ev- the Evans prop has been bet a ton. Uh, that's that was around sixty and a half. That's moved. Yeah, um, I saw you. Yeah. You could barely get it, uh, plus money for like seventy one this morning. Like that's yeah. crazy, right? 69 and a half for Evans over mm-hmm. minus one fifteen is where he's at now. Evan, um, Evans was a little bit of a bad beat uh, on Monday Night Football too. He had some drop. some drops that he was almost a lot of there to those. And that's a really bad Philadelphia secondary. I think that's not yep. a hot take. That's been the case for the last yeah. seven weeks. Um, but yes, the Lions are the are the fun story, and they can offensively they're really good. Uh, they can scheme it up with Ben Johnson, but defensively they still really can't stop the pass. Julian, where are you at on this game with Tampa being a six and a half point dog in Detroit for divisional round weekend? Um, I wanted to add one thing on the Packers because as I scrolled tabs, I remembered that I had this up. This is going to be the fourth road game in five games for the Packers. Uh, Mm. So maybe that catches up to them as well. Um, This is, I'm, I'm with slop. This is a, this is a quarterback game. 
we've got a trip to the NFC Championship on the line, and yet th- this would make sense. We have Detroit's number two rush defense, 87 yards per game allowed, against Tampa's fourth-ranked rush defense, 92 yards per game allowed. That makes sense. Here's the part that doesn't make sense. A chance to go to the NFC Championship with Detroit's 30th-ranked pass defense going up against Tampa's 27th-ranked pass defense in terms of yards per game allowed. And again, indoors here. Uh, and I think that I think that the Eagles just made Tampa probably look a lot better than than okay. they are. The Eagles fell apart. That they are was unreal. Oh, open up an early Eagles win total for me now, so that I can bet the under because that team is going to take a huge step back next year. They're going to lose guys all over the place. But we still have two passing defenses here that uh, can be had. And the strength of both offenses is the pass. So yep. I, I can be interested. My my eye first went to to golf just because they're at home, and I, I like the Lions a little bit in this game. But I don't, you know, I very well may wind up on both the quarterbacks, just just like John here, because I think it's going to be uh, that type of game. So yeah, cor- quarterback props for me, and I would I would look to the quarterbacks over the receivers because again, then you're you're picking where it's going to come from. And I'm, I'm pretty confident that they're just, we're going to see yards through the air here. And, and, you know, plenty of those pass catchers are going to go over. I, I just don't want to be on the wrong one. Um, but I will use Detroit as a teaser leg too. I think Detroit gets this win at home. It's been a long time coming. Um, it, it seems to be their year in, in some sort of ways, this path opened up for them to host another playoff game rather than go back to Dallas. And again, Tampa's on the shorter week after playing Monday night. And right. I think, you know, uh, Detroit just had a, a test against a real team in a one-point game in the Rams, whereas I think Tampa ran into, like, a Mickey Mouse high school defense on Monday night, and people just aren't ready to say that because it's it's the Eagles and they were in the Super Bowl last year. So I think Tampa maybe looked a little bit better than they, they should have, and that has me going teasing Detroit down to a, a pick in this game. If I had to pick one player, though, and I've been burned on this player already, but Jamar during the season, Jamar Gibbs, is the market Jameer, correct? Jameer, Jameer. Sorry, I, I did that last time I brought his name up. My apologies on Thanksgiving. Jamar, Jameer, Jameer Gibbs, thank you. 23 and a half receiving yards. Went for four targets, four catches, 40 plus against the Rams last week. The question is his snap count with him and Montgomery, and they feed Montgomery a ton in their first drive, and then they finally work Gibbs in. It's been kind of the story all year with how they – it's a little frustrating how they work Gibbs into the game. I I think that might be a look, right? Here's what you do, and I'll I'll let Slop give his opinion after. First of all, it's in that range that I think we like, guys in the lower range, twenty low 20s here. Uh, Mm -hmm. So you don't have to do much. Gibbs, blazing speed, you can break that off in one catch. Here's your tip, though. I need, I need to look, uh, go back and look at how much Montgomery's playing on opening drives. Is Gibbs, t- if, is Gibbs touching the field at all, or are they just running Montgomery? If you, if you don't think Gibbs is going to see the field until the second drive, you wait a drive and bet Gibbs in-game at 17.5 after both teams have the ball once, and now we're late in the first quarter, and you get yourself okay. an even better number. Mm-hmm. I agree with I'll, that. I'll, I'll get slop here on this. Gibbs 40 plus alt line plus 240. I kind of like that, but you know what I like better? <laughs> Jamison Williams. 
like, he's, at yeah. some point, that he only kid one. is going to take a, like a slant, like 70 yards or something. You know what I mean? Just something that just little over the middle thing. And then he's, he's just going to be gone. Like that's going to happen. And his total has creeped back down to like 31 and a half. Some places, 33 and a half, 34 and a half, somewhere in there. So you could get an alt like 50 plus on him. Here, I'll get it right now. And I mean, it's, it's worth the shot, you know, like it's, Again, it's a um, it's a plus 50, 50 plus is plus one ninety five. Yeah, so I mean, like that's not that crazy to think he goes. Like I said, it would happen on one one play. Sixty plus is plus three ten. Yeah. Done that multiple times this season. Limited limited uh, snaps too. If it is one of those games, like I said, one play. That's it. One play. <laughs> He gets it, but again, I mean, you're getting paid off for it. I think the uh, I think the sixty plus at plus three ten is legitimately worth that. I would also, as we talk, it, it kind of becomes obvious, but I would lean to the over forty eight and a half in this game. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. We saw a huge first half between the Rams and Lions, and then what nine point no touchdowns and nine points in the second half. Uh, that probably doesn't happen again. You play the rest of that game 10 more times, uh, nine more times, the other nine out of the 10 probably go over the game total. I think with these two offenses and these two passing offenses and these two secondaries, probably going to go over 48 and a half in this one. And I would add those that might may have watched Monday night <clears throat> and watched the Tampa defense get to Jalen Hurts, um, the Detroit offensive line is very good. Um also, too, also too, people wreck. say that Goff isn't very good against the Blitz, and I don't know how true that is because the Vikings Blitz all the time. And, I mean, his line has a lot to do with this, so no one's saying that. Like, like obviously the line. But, I mean, they Blitz all the time. It went 320, I think, on them. It went 350 earlier this season against the Bucs. So, yep. I think yep. that game was in Tampa and outdoors, too. So, I mean, there, there's that. But, I mean, I don't I – don't, I mean, yeah, I think you're right. I don't, I don't think that that Blitz – gets to him nearly as much as people think. What's what's golf for 300? I got him plus 120 right for 275, so you got to think right near that 200 like plus 200 mark. Plus one plus 150. 300 plus for Jericho. But, uh, but the market has moved. You you got a good number there. Golf's opening passing prop has has crept up. So now okay. 275 is now 275 is the number. It's minus oh, one fifteen. Wow. Okay, yeah, minus one fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Somebody uh, asked me today, "Why are you betting these things early in the week?" It's like, dude, this oh, does you. not happen much that we get player props this early. Though you take them now because your take is going to get stomped throughout the week because there's what four games, so that that's it. So everybody has four games to look at. Like you, whatever you like is going to be long gone by the time you go to bet it on the weekend. So you might as well just bet it now. Preach. People's minds are in a pretzel too because they think about you know week eighteen wasn't all that long ago and there's nothing available week eighteen because no one knows who's playing. Um, yeah, you, you pretty much have an idea. All right, let's go to the last one. Six thirty Sunday night. This is the closest game of the weekend, I think, based on what the line is. Kansas City opened plus three. It's come down to plus two and a half. Uh, that's at even money. Chiefs plus two and a half visiting Buffalo. The game's in Buffalo this week, not Kansas City, like we're accustomed when these teams meet in the postseason. Totals at 45, Buffalo on the money line, minus 142. Slop, prop here for this one. What's on your mind? Uh, This is a tough one. This is basically just, 
believing in Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen over looking now, it looks like 235 and a half. I see a 227 out there somewhere, but I, I'd say go the 250. If they're going to beat the Chiefs, it's going to take him. It's not going to. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball like they want to. We'll see. But uh, but at some point, if they get behind, it's it's Josh Allen. I mean, that's that's the only thing. But again, he like if you go back and look through his game logs, he hasn't really been you know Mister Two Fifty. But when they need him, uh, I think the oh, Dolphins managing him. Came, yeah, when they when they need him, I mean, he went I think three forty against them, so like three sixty. Like he's. He's still Josh Allen, so you just basically you take that and you hope that they get behind and he has to throw. Like that's the only thing, or you can take his rushing yards, but that's always a tricky one too. But these marquee games, they let Allen loose because they need him, and I know they've done a better job with Joe Brady uh, as their OC to implement a running game with Cook. They just let go of Leonard Fournette, uh, by the way, off their practice squad. So uh, it's really Cook. Murray, Latavius Murray, and Josh Allen. Um, and Allen's rushing line is at 45 and a half. But I can't get over his interception prop because he's due for a couple of those. Uh, to throw over a half of interception is, is minus 105. Wow. He didn't have one against the Steelers, did he? No. I don't. Let me make sure so we don't look like idiots that he didn't throw an interception against the no, Steelers. But I don't think so. Um, I don't think but so. Two against Miami and got to have a game. But he so that would have been like the third. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so no ints, but he threw interceptions in one, two. That was only the fourth time this year he hasn't thrown an interception, uh-huh. and that would be that would be his eighteenth game. Uh-huh. So. I can't disagree with you there. He, he generally throws a pick, and that includes the one. And one of them against Miami didn't burn them all that bad. It basically worked out as a punt because it was on fourth down. But And I get it. it, it got, good quarterbacks throw picks in these big games. It does happen. Um, go right down the list. I mean, even even Mahomes over an interception is minus 115. Um, <coughs> I'm, so. I'm, I'm staying – some props interest me in this one. I'm going to stay away okay. right now. As we record on DraftKings, it's Chiefs plus two and a half even money. It keeps bouncing back between Chiefs plus three in the minus one eighteen to one twenty range to Chiefs two and a half. We're going to see that resistance all week. I feel like, um, but it'll go back to three again, and it'll come back to two and a half again. I think, but uh, you will be able to find Chiefs plus three before this game kicks off, put it that way, uh, and have seen. It's Chiefs plus three for me. I'm always going to take Mahomes uh, getting points unless it's a terrible situation. First I ever think- playoff road game for Patrick <clears throat> Mahomes. Yeah, I think, they'll, I think they'll rally around that. People are looking at that like he's like that means he's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. I'll take it that they rally around this and hear all the noise that they can't win on the home uh, away since they've only played at home. I'll also say you're going to see that narrative all week it's also not true, and this trend will work against me. They played Tom Brady in a Super Bowl in Tampa. Super Bowl. They went off as favorites. They lost 31-9. to nine. So I'm going to say Mahomes is 0-1 against the spread on the road in the postseason because he did play in another team's opposing stadium uh, and got smoked. But and they're, all the, they're, they're, they're all the stats, too, and Mahomes as, a, as an underdog. Um, 8-1-1 ATS. Right. Um, and, you know, we're at three, the keyest of key numbers here. So could see another push. But 
I, I, I like Kansas City in the game. I, I think Kansas City wins the game. Um, the Bills, are they going to break through at some point? Maybe. I just think the spot sets up well for the Chiefs. People aren't believing in them on the road. People are looking at the head-to-head that they lost at home. Chiefs are pissed off about that. The Kadarius Tony call. Uh, Kadarius Tony cost that team two wins this year that where this game could be played at Arrowhead. Um, but here we are in, in Buffalo. I, I just think the game matches up well for Kansas City. I think that Buffalo has always been a good matchup for Kansas City. Kansas City's playing better than they were when they narrowly um, lost that game at home. I will I will trust Mahomes and take three here. Buffalo almost wanted to give that game away too to Pittsburgh. Not give it away, but make it a game. Like make it closer than it actually was. They covered the ten, as we know, but that got oh. really close. All um, right, and one other uh, one other aspect here. Um, the Chiefs have a unheard of rest advantage in for inter by postseason measures here. Chiefs played Saturday night. Bills played Monday evening. You never get a two game rest, a two day rest advantage in the postseason. Good point. Give a guy like give a coach like Andy Reid, a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, more time to prepare against that Buffalo defense that we keep seeing get dinged up uh, and got even more dinged up in that Pittsburgh game. One of their leading tacklers went down. Um, that rest advantage is what kind of puts me over the edge here in terms of liking Kansas City. That's kind of why I like Allen. On the, the short rest? Yards, just because I think they give up points. That the, oh, that the Buffalo defense gives yeah. up points yep. and then Allen's got some work to do. I, I see that them makes- as a dog, Buffalo, in this one. Okay. Jules, is the market correct on our guy Isaiah Pacheco? 62 and a half rushing yards. I mean, the, the Pittsburgh ran for 106 between Warren Harris and then Rudolph and Pickens had that one run for 15. It is correct. Uh, why, why, am, why, why am I looking at Pacheco? Why, why is it in the low 60s? Why, why, I want to take over Pacheco. I would take over or pass. Um, now, Buffalo's, run de- Buffalo's got an average run defense. They rank, what, 15th? Um, they were much worse at, on the road than they were at home this year, like a lot of teams. Um, Miami has a top 10 run defense, but I like we pointed out like they were bad on the road and they were bad recently, and that was the perfect spot kind of for Pacheco. Uh, here, I don't, I don't know as much. Buffalo's got a good pass defense, but they have a solid run defense. Um, it, it feels like it's in the, the, it's priced appropriately, whereas last week I thought I thought it was low. Um, okay. So I'll pro- I'll probably pass, but it would certainly be over a pass for me. On similar how do we discuss Allen in these bigger games that he'll they'll let him loose and let him run a bit. They've moved Mahomes slightly too. Mahomes is up to twenty nine and a half rushing, which he got on one carry, or he got to twenty eight on one carry in the first half last week, and then he ended up with forty. So he had two big runs, and the kneel downs didn't matter. But they've they have adjusted Mahomes based on if hits the fan and he needs to go. Um, sorry, we can't swear on this podcast, right? Uh, if crap hits the fan, crap hits the no, fan. You're not old enough to do that. Um, I'm not, okay. All righty, very good. Let's welcome. Uh, well, let's wrap with this. We'll do best bets. Samir can join because he got upset he wasn't on last week. So now he's upset here. that he's got to bleep out your bleep storm. He'll be okay. I think it's fine. It's plus it's at the end, so it's not that bad. Yeah, easy spot. Samir yeah. Mark. All right, Slop, go ahead. Best bet for the four games this weekend. 
The best bet is the uh, the the Baker passing yards. I'm telling you that I would bet my house on that responsibly. I mean, that's <laughs> thank, just, you. thank you for clarifying. That's my move. <laughs> yeah, responsibly bet the house. But now, uh, now that's that's my best bet by far. It's the, the I mean, I I can't imagine that not happening. Okay, Samir, you want to go next? Sure. I'm kind of. Uh tailing slops take here and Julian's I agree with you guys both that that's going to be a quarterback game um I am on Baker as well but I'm on over one and a half touchdowns that's on mm-hmm. one minus 105 on DK Sportsbook and I like this even more after his performance last week not because he threw three and he's hit this mark in five of his last six games but because the number one defense to surrender touchdowns to tight ends the Detroit Lions Kate Otten game Kate Otten game. Yeah, I don't hate drop. a long shot. Yeah, I know. Uh, remember the first too. one? I, so I had Baker over one and a half, and I'm like, you got to be joking me because you can't just not get one like that. Right. And uh, I was getting kind of nervous there. But, yeah, no, he loves Otten too. So Plus 310, anytime touchdown. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good look, actually. <laughs> I might go uh, bet my, my other house responsibly on that. There you go. You can responsibly bet your house if you have multiple houses. I would That's a valid argue. point. Yeah, valid Backup point. One. Valid point. All right, I'll go. Um, <clears throat> Josh Allen over interception. That price doesn't seem right. Uh, get it now, minus 105 over one interception. Good notes from Julian there on, what is it, f- only four of the 18 games in the regular season. He didn't throw one. He didn't throw one against Pittsburgh, but uh, – He'll be in vulnerable places in the rest. Fa- I didn't even think of that. The rest factor, the fact that the Chiefs have two days on him. Um, I think that's a good look. And then um, over in Tampa and Detroit, over 48 and a half. Chiefs 2-0, and <laughs> by the way, uh, with the rest advantage this season. You'll remember they, they did lose to the Eagles on Monday Night Football, but both teams were coming off a bye, so that was not a rest advantage game. Um, they went 2-0 and in the rest advantage right. game. Chiefs plus three. That was, that was read, uh, and that was read off a bye. Yeah, correct. Chiefs plus three, best bet for me. Um, considered, I, I didn't. I meant to tie it in. I, I used the Lions as a teaser piece. That was with the Chiefs. Chiefs plus eight and a half, and uh, Lions pick them is is something that I've bet. But my best bet for the week is is just the Chiefs at, at three flat. Um, I think Mahomes gets it outright, but we'll give ourselves a little cushion there uh, with the field goal. All right. Very good. John Highslop. Slop rules on Twitter. John, thanks for coming by the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. That was fun. Succinct breakdown and a lot of discussion about houses. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's just, and I've, and responsibility. If we yes. just do what this weekend, what we did last weekend, we'll be up plenty of houses this weekend. Yeah, it was a good week last week. We hope to keep it rolling. All right. Thanks to John for... Producer Samir, Julian Edlow, Brendan Glasheen, thank you all for listening to Unreasonable Odds presented by DraftKings. We'll be back next week for Championship Weekend, the AFC and NFC Championship Games next weekend. We'll break it all down. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Odds and lines are subject to change. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. 
Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.